This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Bulletin as we bring you the top Liverpool FC stories here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark and on Thursday the 16th of July, these are your top stories. Former Reds captain delivers his verdict on Arsenal defeat. Trophy plans unveiled ahead of Liverpool's coronation. Transfer boost as the Reds get set to go toe-to-toe with Manchester United in the transfer window. And rumoured Liverpool target agrees complete agreement with unknown club. Could it be the Reds? Well, joining me to get stuck into all of those is our Blood Red writer, Matt Addison. Well, Matt, the 100-point targets no more. You were on hosting duties last night over on our YouTube channel immediately after the game. But I have to ask you, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, I think it's a frustrating result for Liverpool. I think, you know, the players didn't look too bothered about getting through to that 100-point mark. But I think for Liverpool fans, it would have been almost a nice little extra on this season. Obviously, they can't really complain too much, having already wrapped the league up in in record time. But at the same time, it does feel, to me, like a a little bit of a missed opportunity. I think it's not too often uh, you you can get to 100 points. You look at last season was, was 97 this season then obviously could now be be 99 I suppose that the target now has to be just to to build on what they did last season so yeah it's uh it does seem like a, a bit of a wasted opportunity to become not just Premier League champions but the best Premier League champions of all time and probably set a record which would be incredibly difficult to beat but yeah it, it does seem to be fizzling out and, and Liverpool now have got a week of course to wait until the next game so yeah, I suppose the end of the season can't come soon enough at this stage. No, it does feel a bit like that. And our first story then this morning does, of course, centre around last night's action. A sorry defeat in the end to Arsenal at the Emirates and two uncharacteristic errors as well from two of the high-profile players at the back for, for Liverpool, Matt. And, well, as we've said on the Echo website, Graham Souness thinks that he has the answer to just why it all happened. Yeah, it was, well, certainly uncharacteristic, as you say. Very, very strange for first Virgil van Dijk and then soon after Alison Becker as well to to make those mistakes. I mean, there were others as well, of course. Fabinho played a few passes over the top, similar to the one that Andy Robertson scored from at the weekend. But on this occasion, you know, Fabinho just didn't get it right. Trent Alexander-Arnold as well. There was uh, a few uncharacteristic mistakes from him but I suppose the two that stand out are Van Dijk and Alisson because they're the ones that led directly to goals and uh, obviously the, you know those had the, the biggest impact on the game but yeah Graham Sooner says that the drop-off was, was simply down to the league being won he compared it to, to similar sort of situations that he'd been in and Liverpool teams have been in in the past where you wrap the title up and then you just drop off one or two percent so uh yeah, it, it's not a huge surprise. I don't think that, that Liverpool have dropped off. Um, you know, Graeme Souness also made the point that Sadio Mane, of course, frustrated at times by Rob Holding in that first half. But then, you know, at, at half-time, Mane comes off the pitch and he's got a big smile on his face. He, he seems very relaxed. And obviously, that would not normally be the case. Normally, he'd have the bit between his teeth ready to go and uh, sort of destroy him in the in the second half, if you like. But it, it just didn't happen that way in the end. And, you know, as I say, I think it's understandable. I suppose, if anything, it, it shows that the points records are, are not particularly important to the players. I'm sure, you know, if you asked any of them, they'd rather 
you know, take this last few matches as a bit of a rest and then start next season in firing, you know, in, in their best possible form. So, look, if it pans out that way and, and Liverpool have a strong start to next season, go on and win the Premier League title again, maybe it's it's the best thing for them to do. But, yeah, certainly at this moment in time, Liverpool fans you know, won't like seeing these defeats and, and these lesser performances because, you know, as anybody who's watched them over the last few months will know, that was nothing like the Liverpool that, that we know can be at, the, at their very best. They are exceptionally good. So, yeah, it was a, a bit of a surprise, the, the performance, but Graham Sooner says, you know, it, it's understandable that if they drop off one or two percentage points, suddenly, you know, you, you can fall to defeats like that, particularly in the Premier League and, and particularly against a team like Arsenal as well. Yeah, and particularly this this Liverpool side that really does play right on the edge. Obviously, they, there's no crowds inside the grounds either, and we've already spoken before about how that might have taken a bit of a, an edge off the Reds. But if you are still looking for any kind of explanation into last night's defeat, and you want to hear the thoughts of manager Jurgen Klopp after the game, as well as our chief LFC writer Ian Doyle and a number of fans, do check out the post-game podcast, which can, of course, be found right here on the Blood Red channel. Well, next up, Matt, far happier times and uh, a more upbeat story for us to get our teeth into. Liverpool of course then already Premier League champions and that is what really matters at the end of the day and yesterday plans emerged of exactly how the trophy lift is going to play out and on the Echo website again we've got all the details Yes uh, so Kenny Dalglish part of the ceremony which will take place to, to give Jordan Henderson and, and the Liverpool team those medals and, and the Premier League trophy itself which is, is fantastic to see obviously Photos have emerged uh, certainly over the weekend and, and the last couple of days as well of the cop being transformed. Obviously, we've seen a lot of uh, banners and, and that sort of thing being on the cop. They've sort of been moved uh, aside and put elsewhere. They've now been replaced by what's going to be a special podium at the bottom of the cop. And, you know, these sorts of, of plans, obviously, with the, the Premier League trophy left in mind. I believe they've been sort of shaped and influenced by what the players wanted. I don't know whether they uh, were the ones to suggest Kenny Dalglish being involved. I'm sure he would have been anyway as a, a club ambassador. But yeah, it's going to be a, a special occasion, I think, for, for Liverpool. Obviously, last home game of the season, they'll want to, to perform. They'll want to put on a show and then obviously lift that trophy. At the end of it is is going to be... You know, the, the highlight of, of the season, really, for a lot of people. And that game uh, versus Chelsea, of course, um, that will be broadcast for free in the UK. Freeview channel Pick, uh, which I think is owned by Sky Sports, who will have the rights to the game. They're going to be showing that. So any Liverpool fans who, who maybe don't have access to, to Sky Sports or anything like that, you will still be able to see this take place. And it's all part of, of the effort, really, to, to make sure that people stay at home, you know, don't go and, and congregate at, at Anfield or, or anything like that. The club have been very, very strong and I think it's only right that we reiterate that. So, yeah, no fans in the ground, of course. We've known that for, for some time now and we're still not really any closer to knowing when those fans will be allowed back. But, yeah, Liverpool doing their best to make this as memorable as possible um, and fingers crossed Liverpool can perform a little bit better than what they have been of late and, and then go and lift that trophy with you know, some smiles on their faces after the back of, of picking up another three points. 
Yeah, and as you say, it feels like they're trying to make it as authentic as possible. Being in the cop, obviously, we know what a significant part in in Liverpool's whole heritage that the cop does play. Well, well, coming up next, we've some transfer news as we bring you the latest in the race for Thiago Alcantara's services, and a reported Reds target looks to be set to be on the move. But where to? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Tiago Alcantara then, we reported at the Echo a couple of weeks ago that Liverpool didn't hold any interest in the player at that time. Jurgen Klopp's refused to get drawn into it as well in press conferences recently, Matt. But this one isn't going away, as our colleagues at the Mirror suggest there might be another twist in this one. Yeah, not the the last twist, I would suspect. I think it's something we're going to hear a fair few times. We've obviously heard his name now for a good number of weeks and it's always exciting, I think, for, for any sort of fans when uh, a transfer is, is linked. But one, certainly as big a name as Thiago Alcantara, obviously one of, if not the best midfielders in the world, absolutely brilliantly talented footballer. And, and Sport Bill's Christian Falk uh, says that the Spaniard is very sure he will leave Bayern and sign for Liverpool this summer. So, yeah, there's been reports of late that Thiago might be sort of interesting Manchester United um, how true that is, I don't know. Um, obviously, as you say, Jurgen Klopp has, has tried to play down the interest. I mean, he did say not that long ago that you know if there's there's money to be spent, then they will look at, at spending that. But as far as as far as we're aware, that isn't really going to be the case. It, we still don't know it at this stage, as I mentioned before, when fans are going to be allowed back into stadiums and, and that sort of thing. And I suppose even when they are, if that is this year, which fingers crossed it will be, I don't think it will be at full capacity straight away. So Liverpool are not going to be able to to spend as much as, as what some of the other teams will be able to spend. And I suppose it, it quite possibly might come down to whether he is the right player, whether he's the player that, that Jurgen Klopp wants um, and also you know whether the funds are, are there for that transfer to take place. So, yeah, I think Bayern now more accepting at the very least if if not completely accepting that he wants to move they want him to to leave this summer if he is going to go so that they get a fee rather than losing him for for nothing next summer when his contract runs out i mean over the last couple of days there's been talk of liverpool making an 18 million pound bid i'm not sure there's any truth in that to be honest um i don't think at this stage liverpool would be be looking to to table any bids or anything like that as far as we're aware, as you say before, the the interest isn't really there at this stage. But yeah, I think all the, the suggestions are that, that Liverpool will have to offer double that anyway, closer to, to 40 million if, if Bayern are going to let him go this summer. And for a player who's 29, hasn't got the best injury record, you wonder, you know, it, it's not a very Liverpool thing to do, really. Um, I suppose the only thing I would say to that is, you know, he is a world-class player and, you know, Jurgen Klopp, I think, probably deserves the chance um, once just to break that transfer strategy. I know he's not a, a typical Liverpool signing, but, you know, Thiago, as I say, is, is world-class for me, one of, if not the best midfielders in the world. And if Jurgen Klopp really does want him, I think after what he's achieved with Liverpool and, and after what he and, and Michael Edwards and, and Dave Fallows and, and the rest of the scouting team have done over the last few seasons, I think, you know, for, for them to be able to to bring in one player who maybe isn't quite the right age or isn't quite the right profile for what they would normally go for. Maybe, you know, maybe if you do break that after winning the Champions League and, and the Premier League, maybe is the time. 
And certainly Thiago Alcantara is the sort of standard of player that you would bend the rules a little bit for. But yeah, it all comes back to uh, the transfer fee, the wages, the financial package, because you know all the, the information that we have is, is that Liverpool won't be spending big this summer. And, you know, even a, a 40 million transfer, I think, might just be out of reach. And, of course, he'd be on fairly substantial wages as well. So, yeah, at this stage, I think it's probably more likely that Thiago doesn't end up as a, a Liverpool player. But certainly this will not be the last time we hear about it. And it won't be the last time we talk about it either. No, I, I bet that is going to be the case. It's one to keep an eye on. And of course, yesterday, the transfer window dates were confirmed. The transfer window then for the Premier League set to open on the 27th of July. So in nine days time, that will be when silly season really does kick off. And the transfer deadline will be on the 5th of October at 11pm. So a 10 week transfer window for clubs to get their business done. Of course, it will run into the start of next season. Well, finally, and staying with transfers, Matt, there's mystery around Ferran Torres this morning. Suggestions in our live blog on the Echo that he could very well be leaving Valencia this summer. Yes, uh, Sky in Germany say that the 20-year-old Valencia winger has a complete agreement with an unknown club in Europe. I mean, he's been linked with Liverpool extensively. He's a player who... You know, we've done special podcasts on and, and that sort of thing over the last few months. And I suppose the, the biggest comparison that we've had is that he's almost a, a cheaper version of, of Jaden Sancho. Obviously, Sancho, a brilliant player, similar sort of age, similar position. But I suppose Sancho comes with that little added um, bit to the, the price tag of him being English. Ferran Torres, of course, Spanish doesn't have that. But yeah, certainly, I think... You know, Liverpool, Juventus, all of the big clubs around Europe have been taking a look at Ferran Torres. Brilliant footballer, but I suppose Manchester City have been linked most recently and, and sort of probably may well be the, the club that, that Sky in Germany are talking about. It'd be interesting to, to sort of see uh, what happens with him because, you know, as I say, I think he is a really, really good footballer, very very suitable for, for Manchester City, actually. The fact that Leroy Sané has, has already left to go to Bayern Munich, you do wonder whether that would be his replacement. I think, obviously, now with the, the FFP sort of storm gone for Manchester City, the fact that they're in Europe next season, that sort of thing, they are going to be able to spend them. I suppose the obvious position for them to strengthen in terms of you know having to, to replace players is is on the wing where, where Sané has departed. So, yeah, it would certainly make sense for for Manchester City to be interested. I suppose Liverpool as well, of course, have been linked with reinforcements in that in that front line. Ferran Torres can play on both sides and, and is a, a very talented player. But you know, Divock Origi apparently elsewhere in our, our live blog as well today has been sort of uh, mentioned in in Belgian media and Belgian papers. They say that Origi wants to stay at Liverpool. He's he's happy being a substitute for Jurgen Klopp as long as he continues to win trophies, which you, you would think is, is going to be the case. And he's prepared apparently to, to sacrifice his place at the Euros next summer in order to win those trophies. So yeah, certainly the indications are that uh, Divock Origi will be sticking around and, and won't be leaving Liverpool. And that being the case, I think it's, it's probably unlikely that, that Ferran Torres or, or indeed any other attacker will come into Liverpool this summer. So yeah, Ferran Torres, certainly a name to keep an eye on, but I would imagine it's probably Manchester City where he ends up this summer. 
Yeah, another one that we will, of course, keep a close eye on the Liverpool Echo live blog on the website. Then the best place for you to catch any news stories, certainly transfer lines as they come out through the course of the day. Do make sure that you're glued to that because it is usually entertaining reading throughout the course of the day. Before we go, though, today marks six years to the day since Luis Suarez swapped Liverpool for Barcelona in a £75 million deal. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, has put together a piece looking back on the Uruguayans' Anfield stay and the legacy he left behind. Coming up later today then, here for you on the Blood Red channel, our Liverpool.com colleagues will bring you their weekly pod before tomorrow our Echo sports team have their say in the Blood Red podcast. Thanks for joining Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, here on the Morning Bulletin. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.